Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision-making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. All right. Elder versus millennial, the trivia game between generations. The first question is an elder question. They have their buzzers. That's, That's Eddie's mine. buzzer. That's mine. Morgan, what's yours? Okay, they sound similar. <laughs> Same thing. Elder question. George, Jane, Judy, and Elroy. Are characters from what animated TV show about a futuristic... That is Morgan. The Flintstones. That's incorrect. Dang. About a futuristic family. Eddie? Uh, The Jetsons? That's correct. Wow, I didn't know that. Good job. So it's Eddie, the oldest on our show, versus Morgan, number two, the youngest on our show, answering trivia questions about each other's generation. Uh, Morgan, hold your buzzer up there to the microphone. This is an old car horn, I think. Or, Or a clown horn. Eddie's is me going pee pee poo poo. That was going to be my sound, but you hijacked it. <laughs> well, I didn't change it. All right, next up, the millennial question. What Canadian singer songwriter had this number one hit in 2002? Morgan. Avril Lavigne. That is correct. I was going to guess that. Yeah. Mm. Avril Lavigne. All right, one to one. Elder question. What movie rental store took off? Poopoo pee pee, that's Eddie. I, I knew that I had to get ahead of it. Give me Blockbuster. Correct. In the 1980s. <sighs> yes, yes, yes. Your millennial question. 
Hillary Duff, and Chad Michael Murray starred in a movie to Morgan. A Cinderella story. Correct. Wow. The characters met at a school masquerade dance after starting up an anonymous relationship online. He spends the movie trying to figure out who she is. Great movie. What's the name of the movie? It is a Cinderella story. Eddie. Yeah. This next question is in your category. Come on. The Elder. Jennifer Grey was best known for her role in the 1987... Eddie? Dirty Dancing. Incorrect. No! In the 1987 film Dirty Dancing. What an idiot. What is the name of Jennifer Grey's character? Baby! Oh, my Did you ring God. Your face? Yes, Baby. Morgan. Baby is correct. Wow. That's correct. That's why you got to wait. You never know what I'm going to do. Uh, I went premature poo pee pee. Dang it. Yeah. It's tough. I shouldn't have. But I did. It's tough. Premature poo pee pee stuff. All right, here we go. Last question. Eddie, you need this one. Yeah. Raymundo, if you hit the clip first of the song. I'm not hitting poo poo pee pee. Can you play more of that, please? Okay, the question is, that's Katy Perry's song. Ah, see? That's what I was going to guess. I kissed a girl. What flavor was the chapstick? Morgan. Cherry. Cherry chapstick is right, and there's your winner. Let's let's hear the the Katy Perry clip. Dang. Would you have known that at all? No, no no chance. I was going to guess raspberry. Uh-huh. That'd have been hard to sing. Yeah. Raspberry. 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 You also say it weird. Raspberry. 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 <laughs> Morgan's our winner. Nice job. All right, Morgan, the champ. Thank you, Morgan. There she is. Those things are still a little shocking to me. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. I just found a new babysitter. She's an undergrad at the University of Georgia and looks like she'll be able to be my sitter all semester long, which is amazing. Wow. My husband and I have two kids who are seven and nine. We both work full time. She just uh, babysat for us for the first time. Everything was great, except I found a used wine glass in the dishwasher and about a glass worth of wine missing from an open bottle. I told her to help herself to anything but didn't think she'd help herself to a glass of wine. I asked her about it. She didn't deny it. She said she had it with her dinner. Do you think it's okay for babysitters to have a glass of wine on the job? Is this grounds for not allowing her to look after my kids again? Signed, Renee in Georgia. Interesting. Now, of all the show members, I think, Eddie, you probably use sitters the most. Yeah, yeah. Four kids. What do you think? So the first time we got a sitter, uh, I... Uh, like we were leaving the sitter there with the kids and everything. We we're walking out the door. I said, "Hey, there's beer in the fridge too. If you want some." And she kind of laughed, like, uh, uh, "Is he serious?" And my wife goes, no, "No, no, I was, I was dead serious." So you were okay with her, her knocking down a few? Yeah, but my wife goes, "No, he's just joking. He's just joking." And then I walked away. I'm like, "No, I, you know what? I guess it's not probably probably not a good idea for them to be drinking on the job." But I say, if you put them to bed and you're waiting there watching TV. Have a glass of wine. A What's glass. the problem? One glass. Don't drink the whole bottle. What about a beer? One beer is fine too. 
Because what happens is when all the kids go to bed, you know what the babysitter does? Just sits there and watches TV, wait till, wait till the parents get home. But what if the kid gets up and is like, I need help, um, I can't breathe, but she's like, oh. oh. Well, yeah, that's why only one beer. <laughs> okay. One glass, one beer. Okay, so you say it's okay, but with the restriction. Correct. Lunchbox, you're probably next up in the sitter world. What do you think? I think it's fine to have a glass of wine. Listen, I have a beer when I'm with my kids, so why can't she have a glass of wine when she's with my kids? It's the same thing. I can't be a hypocrite and say, hey, I'm allowed to drink while I'm around my kids, but if you're going to be there, no, don't drink. What's the big deal? Glass of wine while she's having dinner? Psh, go ahead. Pop a top. Amy? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I think that you can still have her continue to babysit for you, especially if she's a, a good one. You've got her for the rest of the year. But just set that boundary of, hey, I would really rather um, we not drink while you're you're here with the kids babysitting. Like, I, no, it's unacceptable for a sitter to do that. Okay, here's the thing. She's working. It's a job. Can you guys pop a no. beer, a glass of wine at work? No. It's, you no. have to remove the it's at a home so home things are allowed. She's working. Like, when you look at it like that, she's getting paid per hour. She probably shouldn't be. Is it a big deal? Probably not. But you can't really just drink on a job. That's that's the real situation. And if you're watching someone else's kids, you probably need to be at 100%. Not that a glass of wine is going to make you uh, uh, 30% less. You don't know their food intake but it could for the be a bit, But it could affect something, right? Medication. It could take the old edge off. Sure. Oh, yeah. You need sure. all edges when you're watching somebody's kids. Exactly. That's what, you need all the edges. So I'm going to say, don't be mad. Don't not hire her. Right. Just say... Well, nothing. First of all, I would not ha- just have any. A- Don't mention the glass that you found. No, I would just not put any wine or anything. Just say, just have her watch the kids again. Don't leave anything where she can have it. Um, and if uh, you come back home and there are beer cans all over the place, then you have that talk. <laughs> I don't think it needs a talk. I think you can still use her if you like what she did with your kids and how she watched them. But just make sure that she shouldn't ha- have access to wine. But if there's a big wine cabinet, then just say, hey, look, do me a favor because sometimes when I drink a glass of wine, I get a little. Ooh, so I'm just nervous. That happens to everybody. So at least when you're doing this, would you not drink for my sake? Because I'm going to get nervous because this is what happens to me. Yeah, that's it. Put that on you. Yeah, and I feel like she would it's be like, oh, cool. Got it. It's a job. You can't drink on the job. We can once a year, and you guys get wasted on St. Patrick's Day on this show, and we all <laughs> laugh. But that's it. She can only get drunk on St. Patrick's Day with her, the kids. Right? One day. One day. All right, that's the mailbag. Thank you. We got your email, and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Amy sent me a video last night of Stevens and her son playing football and not just because I know he went to a camp, but there were no pads at the camp. Yeah. So he did camp last week as like a tester to see if he even enjoyed the game because he'd never played. And so it wasn't pads. It was just something fun for kids to do. And then he enjoyed it so much that he's like, I want to sign up for the season. So we I called the people or emailed and was like, hey, is it too late to sign up? And the season has started like real pads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, Stevenson. His early, early years were in Haiti, so he didn't grow up with someone going American football, baby. Yeah, Toddler. Yeah. And so it's new to him. And he's also pretty small. He's he's on the smaller side. Still don't know if that's... I have no idea his his parents' size or anything, so we don't know if he's going to grow. But... We're pumped that he's enjoying football. It's just crazy because I've never been a football mom before. Have they hit each other yet? I mean, they're, he's nervous about the tackling part, but he hasn't really tackled. They more so run into that thing that the coach holds up, the big black mm-hmm. rectangle padded thing, mm-hmm. and they uh, charge into that. But that helmet, a football helmet, is heavy. <laughs> yeah. There was a video that Amy sent of, her, of Stevenson running against another kid. They were just doing sprints, this conditioning. He did, he's doing pretty good. He's moving pretty quick. Yeah. Quicker than I thought he would. I hate it. I hate it getting hit. And I played football my whole life. 
all the way up until I finished school, I hated getting hit and I hated hitting people. I just wanted to catch the ball and try not to get hit. So what position do you get hit less on? Oh. Well, let me tell you the positions I played. Well, wide receiver. So the the less hitting is over there okay? because you're just not in the middle of it. Right. And also I played defensive back and really you're just trying to catch the ball in the air. You have to hit people occasionally, but I really didn't. So I didn't start on defense. I'll be honest with you. I, whenever it was a nickel and dime prevent package, I was in. I did not like to hit. Same thing. I did not like to be hit. I could catch the ball pretty good and I could run okay, but did not like to be hit. I returned punts one game. Oh, gosh. That's oh, they're all trying to hit you. And they were all trying to hit me. And you know what? The ball was in the air. <laughs> and I said, I ain't for me. Moved off to the side. We'll take it to the 20. <laughs> yeah. Ain't for me. So I feel, you can still love football. It taught me so much discipline. It taught me how to uh, battle adversity because it's mostly adversity. Uh, it taught me that I don't like to be hit. It taught me a lot of things. I credit my high school football coach with even being a father figure at times when I did not have one. So football was a big part of my life and a big part of who I am today. So I'm very excited for him to at least try it out. And putting the pads on, oh, that is big boy stuff. I know, and it is so hot. Like the hustle is real. And so I'm excited for that, like for him to just be out there and like the grit and the hard work and then the teamwork too. You know, we only got rewarded with water back in the day. I think now you get water whenever you want it. A bunch of wimps. <laughs> Come on. Softies. It was yeah. like we, we, we'd All the water. go for an hour and a half, and they'd be like, I didn't like that. No water. Oh, come on. They'd be like, you know what? You guys did good. Go get you some water. That was like the treat. <laughs> Even though you needed it to that, survive. Yeah, that was the treat. He's like, you know what? You guys did good. You get shelter tonight. <laughs> no. I uh, love it. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, I'll That's- keep y'all posted. He'll have games on Saturdays. Okay. Does he know what position? Or no, in, no, no. Any of we that? are like, this is week one. Te- like, I, they're they're evaluating and assessing, I guess, where they're going to put people. Yeah, I try to hit people low all the time. I try to hit them in the ankles. They just stepped over me. I was also very small. I didn't grow, I didn't grow into this large... Six foot one sex oh, symbol you see here until way later in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let us know. That's all. I love the video you sent me. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. In Beaver County, Pennsylvania, a U.S. Marine named Corey Weber heard the story of Katie, who happened to live two miles away and also happened to be dealing with a serious liver disease, and she had been dealing with it for over a decade. So he heard about it, and he was like, dang, sucks that she has to deal with this. And so he learned that you have to be a match. So he went and checked it out. Her blood type, type O negative. His blood type, type O negative. I think you see where this is going. So Corey stepped up and donated half his liver to Katie, even though he had never met her. They went to dinner July 1st. They met then, had the procedure done a few weeks later. As a mom of two teenagers now, she can focus more attention on being a mom instead of worrying about her own health. And the procedure shouldn't affect Corey long-term as it takes a while, but the liver can regenerate and grow back to normal size. So in just a few months, he's going to be good to go. He went through, it was a pretty difficult process to go through on his side, but it's like, if that's all it is for me to go through, for her to have a really quality, happy life, like, that's awesome. So for being a Marine and for also being awesome, Corey, that's a crazy story. That's an amazing story. I think hopefully you will inspire so many. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's play for $5,000. Yeah! All right, time to play Two Truths and a Lie brought to us by Snake in the Grass on USA Network. Please watch Monday, 11, 10 Central on USA, especially you 18 to 49s. Yep. Yeah, especially. We need chatter. We need social media chatter. We need 18 to 49s. We need uh, overalls. 
Wait, like, not to wear them, okay, but okay. we need to watch things. Yes. 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 Let us welcome Amy from Idaho. Amy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? You know I'm pretty good, but you never answered, how are you? I know. I am excited. Yeah, I like that. Good, because you got a chance to win 5000 bucks right here. What would you do with $5,000? Uh, buy some hay and some fencing material. <laughs> Same. I did say yeah. if I was given 10, I'd build a fence in my yard for my you dogs. Did say that. So Amy and I are basically the same here. <laughs> same. Uh, so Amy, you are part of the administrative stra- uh, staff at your local hospital, right? Yes. So I imagine things are a lot easier today than they were one year ago whenever everybody was so COVID-y. Yes. Yeah, good for you. I hope it's a little less stressful. Now, here's what's going to happen. The show will give three statements about themselves. However, two of the statements will be true. One will be the lie. If you can nail the lie, you will win the prize, okay? Okay. All you have to do is pick out the lie. Are you ready to listen and watch? Because we're we're talking to Amy on Zoom so she can see our faces. Amy, are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Statement number one is from that guy over there, Lunchbox. Every morning, my alarm clock goes off at 4 a.m. for this job that I have to be up for. And most people rely on coffee to wake them up in the morning, but even though I get up super early, coffee has never entered my body. Weird way to say it. <laughs> like, never? like you've never drank coffee. I yeah. have never consumed a sip of coffee in my life. No, I hear you. I just a weird way to say it. Coffee's never entered my body. <laughs> Anywhere, Bones. Okay, okay. Of all the holes in all the world, coffee's never entered any of them on me. Okay, Lunchbox says no coffee for him ever. Next up, Amy. This is really weird, but my grandpa died the same day that I was born. Same hospital, just different part of it. But on my birth certificate, there's a time that I was born. And then on his death certificate, same time. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Next up, me. I once did a dumb segment on April Fool's Day. I got on the air and I made a fake casting announcement for a Justin Timberlake music video. I said, hey girls, show up. Girls showed up to the station for a chance to be in the music video. But there was no videos. So we took pictures of everybody and put them on the website and said, April Fool's, we got you. And then I got sued. All right, there you go. Those are your three scenarios, your three stories. Amy in Idaho. You heard all three of them. I'm not asking for an answer right now, but just your general thoughts overall. Did any any of them stick out to you as for sure that one's true? Um, yours. You think for sure mine is true about April Fool's Day and the the scenario there? Well, maybe. I'm <laughs> not for sure. Are you putting it over in the true pile though? Are you locking it in as true? Um. Yes. Okay, she's lock her in. She can't reverse out of this now. But you think I did a dumb stunt on April Fool's Day and it got me sued. Well. Yes. That's true. Woo! Wow! There's more. There's a little more to the story to that. That I actually got on the air before it and said, hey, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to lie and say it was a dumb bit. I was like 24, 25. No, maybe younger than that. 22. I was like, this is a dumb bit. I'm going to do it on the air. I'm going to say everybody that comes up here, we're going to laugh at. But I told the audience I was about to, it's stupid, but I did it. And then we got sued. And uh, there you go. Merry Christmas. Wow. So that was true. It was a long time ago. I'm much smarter now. Am I? I, was gonna I say, didn't I even know that happened. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like one of, 
I've got some really good stories like that, but that that one happened, and yeah. it's like a C story. All right, we got two stories. You're trying to find the lie here. So, Lunchbox says coffee's never entered him. Ever. Entered anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> never entered my body. Mm-hmm. And Amy says she was born the same time her grandfather died. Same same situation there. Amy in Idaho. Which one do you think for $5,000 is the lie? I think Amy is the liar. Why do you think that? Uh, I don't know. Just lunchbox not ever drinking coffee sounds unreal. It sounds unreal, but do you still think Amy is the liar? Yes. Okay. I like it. I don't know how she got there. But I like that. That's how she. Hey, we're we're on a path. We all go on different paths to get places. But she says Amy is the liar, and you are locked in, Amy in Idaho. Yes. Okay, lock her in for five thousand dollars. Which, by the way, can you spot a liar? USA's new competition reality show, Snake in the Grass, gives four contestants a chance at a hundred thousand bucks. The only catch: they have to find out which one of them is sabotaging their every turn. If they fail, the snake leaves all the money. Spot the lies, catch the snake, win the cash. Snake in the Grass, episode two on Monday night, 10 Central on USA Network. I beg of you, I plead of you to watch. All right, she's locked in Amy as the liar. Amy, are you telling the truth? Well, it's actually that both my grandpas died before I was born. Amy is the liar! We have a winner! We have a winner! $5,000! Wow! Amy in Idaho, you just won $5,000. How do you feel right now? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Oh, she nailed it. She nailed it. Wow. I mean, that's so much hay. A lot of Let's go. That's all that you could possibly have. Wow. (laughs) Dang. Okay, so, Amy, you won $5,000 first off. Congratulations. What a way to start a day. Secondly, you're going to come back on Monday, and you're going to compete for $35,000 more. How about that? That's awesome. How about that? (laughs) How about that? How about that? All right, Amy. Well, uh, have your $5,000. And And I can't hear you. That's okay. (laughs) Who cares? You won $5,000. We're... We're losers compared to you. You don't want to hear us. All right, there she is. Amy is our winner. Yeah. She can't hear us, so we'll get out of here. Hey. Award her that money. This is a pretty personal question, and I'll ask Raymundo, our audio producer. Ray, I know you guys are thinking about a surrogate when you have kids because your wife battled breast cancer for a long time. Yes. And those conditions have created that scenario, mm-hmm. right? So what it, what's happening? Uh, so yeah, she's just waiting to that five year mark. She's at four years now, and then I will create the uh, what is it embryo? Yeah. Right now, it's just the egg. So the eggs are where they're in Vanderbilt Fertility Clinic. They store it for us five hundred a year. Pretty good option. So we have twenty three eggs. Five hundred bucks a year. Yeah. So that's rent. Yeah. So she's able to have kids into her forties, fifties through a sur- through surrogacy. So if the eggs are there, then you put your half on it. Yeah. And then that's when it happens. Correct. So your half's not there. I can do that whenever. I mean, if I get a free <laughs> afternoon, I can swing by. Oh, my gosh. Is that really what it is? Yeah. It really is, yeah. Do you go by, could you go by now? Or are you wait, are you literally waiting for a specific time to go so they can do it right then? I believe they told us that when we have a surrogate, then that's really when we start the process. There's no real reason to do embryo style now because I think that costs more. I'm going to give you a little headline here I just saw. Embryos can be listed as dependents on tax returns. Yeah! 
Not eggs. Embryos. So you got to elevate the game. Yeah, so I mean, that's almost worth it then. Get $23 <laughs> or, you know, 23 whatever they get. 23 whatever they get. We would have 23 embryos. Well, I don't... Okay, would you make them all into embryos? I don't really know. I mean, because then you could potentially have 23 kids at the exact <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Be ready for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That'd be fun, though, like- dude. So Georgia taxpayers can now list <laughs> embryos as dependents on their tax returns. In a news release Monday, Georgia's Department of Revenue said that it would begin to recognize um, that. So just thinking about that for you. That's cool. I'm going to remember that for the taxes next year. I don't know that it's a re... I don't, but anyway, I just thought I just saw this and wondered what was happening with you guys. Yeah. So another year is when you guys will probably start. Yep. And that is from the Guardian. All right. Good news: free donuts. Bad news: I don't think it's bad news, but you guys will uh, mustard donuts. Oh, oh that's so oh. gross. I actually Disgusting. think a mustard donut sounds awesome. No, it oh, doesn't. No, it doesn't. And yeah. most of these, I I am disgusted by. I love mustard so much. I think a mustard donut would be... It's mustard and br- sweet bread. That's, yeah, that's gross. Least favorite condiment. Ugh. Mustard on sweet bread would be amazing. Mm. For National Mustard Day, this Saturday, French is giving away mustard-flavored donuts. They will sell out fast. I would love for somebody to grab some of these for me. It's at 9 Eastern at doughdonuts.com. I say for me because I'll forget. <laughs> on Saturday, I'll forget. If it ain't on Saturday, if I ain't working... And also, I try to sleep past 9 on Saturdays yeah, yeah, if possible... Yeah. But 9 Eastern, 8 Central, mustard donuts. I'm a yes. Amy? No. Lunchbox? No chance. Eddie? Hard no. Morgan? Yeah, I would. You you like yeah. mustard? Yeah, I like mustard. I like honey mustard. I love all the mustard. I'll eat mustard on a steak if it's all I got. That's fine. Salty. Yeah. But on a donut? Dude, you're sweet psychotic. Bread, no. uh, there's a 10-3-2-1 formula for a perfect night's sleep, they say. Here you go. 10-3-2-1. Hey, remember that. 10-3-2-1. The formula says it's all about work schedules, caffeine, etc. So let's start with this. The formula says it has to go at least 10 hours before bed that we have no caffeine. Okay. So, so it's cut off caffeine once I mean, you hit that mark. So that's just coffee, not but even Coke. I think a bit, it's you're predicting your bedtime, but almost it's like you can't go to bed until a certain time. T- at, least, at least 10 hours. Okay, do you understand that? Yeah. yeah. So the last caffeine you have, you have to go 10 hours. You can have a Coke for lunch. If you go to bed by 10. For lunch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also about when to eat. So you'd have to move your meal times forward three hours before bed. So 10 hours caffeine, three hours food before bed. Okay. okay. We, got we, it. We with that? Yeah. The two is no stressful work two hours before bed. Oh, I got that down. Cool. <laughs> can do that. Check. All these are, except the caffeine. All these, I would never, I could never. And then number one is uh, tech devices, an hour before bed. Oh, one hour. I like this reminder. This is a terrible plan. I'll do 10. You guys can do three, two, one. We'll see if we collectively. <laughs> you don't, you don't do one. caffeine? No. I mean, I do it in the morning a little bit sometimes. So that's not a problem. I do like, you. no, not at all. Okay. But it's I, I don't even, I don't even want to drink uh, espresso, maybe in a, like a shot inside of a tea once a week. You were doing like water with caffeine though, right? A caffeine type thing, yeah. yeah. So that would be where it would come from mostly, is like a supplement for working out, if yeah. I'm exercise. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need caffeine, really. You'd struggle with that phone, though, before bed. Yeah. I, I An sleep, hour? I, I wake up and I think I wake up and do stuff on my phone. <laughs> yeah. A sleep phone. Uh, so there you go. You want good sleep. 10 hours, stay off caffeine. Three hours, can you remember? Three hours. Yes. Oh, food. yeah. I got food. It. Two hours. Huh, a stress uh, a stress work. work. Stress work. <laughs> 
one, you guys are stressing me out right now. Number one, phone. Technology. Phone. Okay, it's not a game, but there you go. We got it. Thank you. Phones. Here's a voicemail from Lana in Little Rock, Arkansas. I just wanted to tell you that I was stuck in traffic this morning for over an hour because of a wreck, and I was sitting there laughing the whole time because I was listening to your show, and I felt so bad for all the other people that were grumpy, and I was just like, yes, can this please be delayed a little bit longer so I get to listen to more of your show? So thank you all for all that you do for making my drive to work every morning so enjoyable. Y'all are the best, and I hope you have a great day. Appreciate that call, and not just for feeling that way, because we love that, but that you would call and leave that voicemail. It does make us feel real good. Thank you very much. Here's Cody from Georgia. My mom and I are big fans of the show. We were watching Generation Gap on TV tonight, and they totally stole your bit. Elders versus Millennial. Yours is way better. I appreciate that voicemail. That's right. That's true. Uh, I feel that way. I don't know that it's accurate, but I feel that way. (laughs) I've been doing this bit for so long. And I know they said they got it from another show. Yeah, okay. Okay, we'll go, we'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't know it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I had 10,000 thoughts in my mind. I'm trying to talk them all down. Talk them down. All right, Ray, let's play one more. Let's play Kim from Delaware. Hey, good morning, Bobby. Good morning, studio. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for my Stanley book. I love it. It's beautifully written and illustrated. Um, I, it will go with me when I go. It'll go in the box. So not planning on that happening soon, though. But thank you so much. I enjoy it. Enjoy the show. Keep it going. And looking forward to your snake in the grass. Definitely be watching it. Did she say she was going to die with the book? Yeah, it's going in the box. Mm-hmm. I think that means casket. Uh, she sounds pretty healthy. Interesting. Yeah. As a doctor myself, I can tell a lot from someone's voice. I think she's got a while to go. <laughs> it's an interesting pick to take this book with you in the casket. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Stan- it, Stanley the dog, the first day at school. It's for kids going to school for the first day or the first time. You guys can get it. Get it on Amazon, please. It'd be awesome. All right, that's that on the voicemails. We appreciate you. If you want to call 877-77-BOBBY. 877-77-B-O-B-B-Y and leave us a voicemail. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. A business expert shared a secret for being the most interesting person at a party and pretty much in a nutshell, it's don't talk about yourself. And he gave three tips for that. First of all, you got to be intensely curious, like show that you are genuinely fascinated by what someone is telling you and ask smart follow-up questions. You know, you can have an entire conversation with someone and then the conversation's over and they go away and go, well, that person's a really good talker, a really good communicator. We really shared a lot. And you can do that by just asking questions about them and never say anything about yourself. But because when they're answering all these questions about themselves, they don't feel like it's very them. They feel like they're just talking. And so if I met Eddie the first time, and I was like, I really want to impress Eddie. I'm like, hey, man, what about this? Tell me about your kids. You would leave and go, man, that Bobby is a good, good man, communicator. Was a good, we had a good we talk. We had a good talk. That's how to do it. <laughs> and I just talked about myself the, the whole, whole time. The whole time, yeah. What else? Uh, being a good listener. So when you're asking questions, make sure you listen to them talking about themselves. And when they're able to do that, it triggers something in them that's the same as if they were to get food or money. It's like in their People brain. People just love to talk about themselves. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And if you're looking, you can compliment folks and you can ask them a lot of questions about themselves and they will like you more. Which the third thing is ask interesting questions. So instead of small talk, you might say like, I don't know, what's something on your bucket list? To impress someone, 
It's a little counterintuitive. You don't have to go look at all that I've done that I'd like to share with you cool stories. You just go, what have you done? How did you do it? I'm so amazed by that. Like it's an uh, wow. that's how to do it. But then your new small talk. Oh, I don't do party small talk. trick. But that's is... not small talk so much. Well, what is and your mine's thing? Mine's not a party. If I go to a party, I know I got to talk to people. And also, <laughs> I don't go to parties. So let's just back that up. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't go to parties. <laughs> okay, back it up. But if you're in a conversation with someone and the small talk is over, if I meet someone and we're in a place and there's small talk and I've run out of things to say, I say, well, I guess we've said it all, huh? I'm gonna keep on moving. And they like that. It's so it's, 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 a, it's a bit awkward, but it's it's been well received mostly because i don't see how they receive it i'm on to the next <laughs> you all walked right away. what else a new seasoning blend that makes everything taste like snickers is being rolled out to stores nationwide this month the mars candy company partnered with a condiment brand and each jar is filled with around seven ounces of snickers in powder form so how do you snort it though well you could it's in powder form oh, no, okay. you that was deceiving. that means you can you, snort any powder you, right but <laughs> snickers like you in order to get snickers powder you would have to put it in a food processor yourself. This is no, coming blended. No, I get blended. it. You could snort it. You yeah. can put it in any hole, I guess. But I'm saying, <laughs> I thought it was like something where you snort Snickers, and I was yeah. like, that's weird. Okay, well, you can sprinkle it on ice cream, milkshakes. Snickers legit. Uh, pancakes. That's, yeah. Uh, cookies, which fun fact I just saw about cookies this morning is the average person eats 21 a month. That's wow. a lot. I don't, I don't eat 21 Well, a I month. probably bring that up for you Oh, you, yeah, you yeah, make yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. I eat about 40. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, All right, what else? People Magazine had an article about Bobby. And, I mean, of course, it was focusing on your show, Snake in the Grass, that premiered this week. But really, it then got into how you've learned to be vulnerable because of your relationship with your wife. I don't remember doing this interview. Uh-oh. No, not that. <laughs> I did on my Instagram, you can see uh, a reel that I did. I did 53 interviews in one day oh, as wow. part of what they call a satellite media tour. I don't remember this interview specifically, but I did so many. I don't know what I said, um, but I don't feel like I said anything bad. No, you didn't. I'm vulnerable. My wife's maybe yes. She's, I can get sad in front of her, yeah. which I've uh, I've never really done with anybody in a personal situation before. Which, when you were taping Breaking Bobby Bones, you cried every day. Every day, no, but I cried like this. I hate this. I don't want to go oh. swing up. Like cry like wine. Got it. Okay. Not okay. like cry with tears in my eyes. I didn't hate doing the show, but it, the stunts. Like when I was being a stunt person, literally, I was hurting so bad after day one. I was like, why do I do stupid show? Why? This is my thing. Why do I create a stupid show that hurts me? And yeah. I'm like whining at myself. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here to clarify this for and us. And my wife's like, yeah, you created it. <laughs> so if you're going to whine, keep it in this room. Don't go whine out there. And I'm like, oh. So, yes, that's what that means, probably. When you went to Costa Rica for a month to film Snake in the Grass, you misled Caitlin? In that I thought, I thought also it was going to be a bit more luxurious. Mm. Oh. And you were like, come she on went down. With you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it would be awesome. Come on down. It's Costa Rica. <laughs> it's Costa Rica. Tropical. I didn't even say any words. I went, <laughs> <laughs> she was like, oh, wow. Um, yes, but it was COVID time, so we had to stay in the same hotel as every everybody. And it was a, a bad hotel near the airport. No, be So it was a really rough situation. And then she got down there and she was like, well, what do I do? There's nothing to even do. She can't even go in. We're near the airport, right at the airport. Uh, so did Mike D, by the way. I let, misled him too. I said, hey, I said, hey, Mike D, we got to do the radio show. And, and he was like, well, it's sounds good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the People article ended with you talking about how you used to think you're the son, but Caitlin has led you to the fact that you're a comment. 
Well, what I said was before I married her, I was the sun in my life, meaning not the sun, S-O-N, like the sun in the, in the solar system. I was like, I'm central, I'm the central figure in my life. Everything else, I'm, it's all moving around me. Now it's like, I'm not the sun. I'm not even a planet. I'm like a comet because we got, so we got family, her, her family. We got all this dogs and, you know, things that's not just work. So I'm not the central figure anymore. And it took that for me to understand it ain't a, a, a Bobby verse anymore. That's good. Dang, you went deep, man. Yeah, man. I'd have never, I'd, that, that, I would have never had that thought in my head. Like, your little, whatever you call it, well, Solar analogy. System. Solar system? Sure, yeah. I mean, I was like, dang, I'd have never, that's deep. Is it? <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate can, that. Uh, I'll send you the article. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, have you ever thought something like that? No, no. I didn't think it was really, but I appreciate that. I'm I just like, feel dang. like I'm weird, and that's all. All right, Amy, well, I was nervous when you said you had a story about me. Um, it's weird to also have stories about me in the pile. So I guess we'll just wrap it up now. <laughs> I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Bones, have you ever heard of the superhero Saya Fire? Saya Fire. Sounds like somebody that fights with fire with like two sides, like size, like the Ninja Turtles. Uh, no, that's very wrong. But let me oh. tell you about him. His name is Messiah Brown, all right? He's seven years old. And he's in oh, Sacramento. that's not a real superhero? You tricked me? No, I tricked you. Listen oh. to this story. Right. <laughs> Messiah, he's visiting Sacramento, California with his family, and they're at a pool. And he's walking around the side of the pool, and he looks in the deep end. He's like, there is something down there. And the closer he gets, he realizes it's a baby. What? A toddler is in the pool. So what does Messiah do? He jumps in. He, well, actually, he turned into Sia Fire, the superhero, jumps in the pool, rescues the baby, wow. pulls him up, and then they call the fire department. They show up, and they do CPR on the baby. On the way to the hospital, the baby stabilizes, is in stable condition, is uh, all because Messiah, who's a huge fan of superheroes, became a superhero that day. Uh, who, the, how did the baby get in the water? Nobody. Yeah, knew. I don't know. There's no details on that. But and, the fact that Messiah noticed that there was a baby in there, and it was in the deep end of the pool. This and that window must have been so crazy. small Absolutely. for the baby to go in and for him to, wow. He's seven years old. Seven years old, loves superhero, and that day he became one. All right, that's awesome. And his name is Messiah Brown. Yes, uh, uh, a.k.a. Sia Fire. Fire. (laughs) I like it. I like it. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.